where we help you with your inner game and your outer game. So in other words, we teach you how to own your inner badass and share strategies with you to badass your business or do what I call get badassified. So today is a great day because we have Gina Van Leuven on the show today. And I've known Gina for many years. We met through the Salt Lake Chapter of the National Association of Women Business Owners. And I've had the opportunity to watch Gina's business grow and thrive as she's taken both a national and a local spotlight on uh, when it comes to nutrition. And Gina Van Leuven is an international wellness speaker, board-certified health coach, and best-selling author of the book Nutrition for Success, How to Maximize Performance in All Areas of Life. Since 2005, she's been working with a wide variety of clients, from CEOs and top executives to stay-at-home moms and dads, guiding them to live healthier and happier lives. Welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you, Annette. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you on today. So I gave a little snippet about you, but tell us a little more about you, your life, your business, what you're passionate about. Well, it's interesting because I actually spent most of my adult working life in the corporate world. I've worked for small, medium, and very large corporations, uh, including a Fortune 100 company. I spent 10 years there. I was in project management and I had some personal situations that caused me to really reflect on how I was living my life, what I was consuming, and <clears throat> what what happened was I had a major shift in my own personal health as well as the health of my son who had chronic ADHD with aggression. And when that completely changed around and realizing that most of it was due to what I was consuming and the stress of my life, I just developed this this very sincere passion to be able to help other people break free from that paradigm and help them to become healthier and happier. So I left my corporate job, and I've been doing this since. Wonderful. So I love that motivation and inspiration to help others overcome what uh, you had come through and their uh, nutritional challenges that affect their lives. And I think that's what I I love working with purpose-driven entrepreneurs who, you know, uh, love helping other people shift in their lives. So you've written a book called Nutrition for Success. What motivated you to write it? Tell us a little bit more about your book. Well, I, I I work a lot one-on-one with people. I work in large groups, small groups as well. But sometimes people are ready to take that step. And this book allows them to explore where they might be experiencing some gaps and then how to actually fill those gaps without receiving the, the more personalized intention until they're ready to do that. Additionally, people who have already worked with me or who have gone through any of my courses This allows them to be able to go back and kind of touch base with some of the things that they learned through me and continue to progress forward. That's wonderful. And, you know, we're talking to an audience of entrepreneurs and small business owners, so why is 
this information so important to have in business? It's extremely important because it, as you know, in being a business owner, it takes a lot of mental and even physical effort to be successful. And if you're not, if you're not doing the, the, the right things with yourself, with your body, your mind, your soul, then that can, that can transcend into your business as well. Or you may end up with a successful business because you've poured everything into that, but then your health suffers. And I always reference Steve Jobs because he was extremely successful, but yet he died at a very early age, uh, perhaps because he was not necessarily addressing those other areas of his life. So I really want to help people be successful in their career while also being successful in their life. Right, and I I think you write about that in your book, too, that, you know, people, when they're thinking about creating greater balance in their lives to read the story about him and, uh, you know, maybe recognize where he was out of balance so that maybe they can recognize where they're out of balance in their own lives as well. So I think that's a great story. And so when you wrote the book uh, Nutrition for Success, in there you talk about the wellness gap. So tell us a little bit more, explain that wellness gap and, um, you know, how we can maybe recognize when we're, where we need to bridge that gap. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when people think of wellness, I think it they may often go to the physical piece of that. So wellness being the absence of certain symptoms like, you know, headaches or digestive issues or or disease labels. But if you really dissect wellness, it goes way beyond that. Uh, You think of depression, anxiety, worry, stress is a big one. Being able to have healthy relationships is important. Looking at the creativity in your life or, or lack thereof, being able to have personal time. There's so many more factors to creating wellness. And so it's looking at each one of those. You think of it kind of as a pie. Each piece is a piece of pie is making sure that you have all of those pieces and aren't just focusing on on one of them. And so the, the gap, it helps you to identify where are the gaps because they may not be obvious to you. And then the rest of the book is really dissecting, well, how do you, once you've identified the gap, how do you close that gap? So do you have an example of how you have helped a client bridge that gap and get to that higher level of uh, wellness that they were looking for? Oh, goodness, I have so many, <laughs> so many examples. Uh, I'll, I'll give a really, a really simple one because I think a lot of, especially women can identify with this, but I think I think the men can as well. Um Early on in my career, I started working with a woman who was really quite healthy. She ate healthy for the most part, and she looked healthy, and she 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 was. But she was she was craving sugar. She was a little depressed, and she was craving sugar, and she couldn't figure out why, especially with a healthy diet. Long story short, we realized that she was in a long distance relationship, and it was her sweet, quote-unquote sweet, that she was craving. And so she was substituting that with 
with candy and, you know, cakes and things like that, other sweets, artificial sweets. And, it, you know, it was kind of making her depressed because once you start putting sugar into your body, that can create catastrophic effects physiologically as well as biologically. So once we addressed that and we we created some ways for her to be able to manage that relationship in a more positive way, all of those things balanced out. So she stopped craving artificial sweets. She became more happy, more healthy. Eventually she moved out there with him, but uh, during the time that, that they were away, it was probably at least a year, another year, she was able to manage that in a positive way. That's incredible how, you know, the craving of a food was actually a, a symptom of some something else in her life and how you were able to identify that because I you know, we hear that a lot in the in the wellness world because of course I've worked in the wellness industry as well that you know, when someone's craving a food, when they have a an unhealthy habit, there's usually some kind of underlying cause yet they're focused on the habit uh, and how to change the habit without identifying and dealing with the underlying cause. So it's really easy to fall back into that habit again if you haven't identified and worked with uh, healing the underlying cause. So I love that example. That's perfect. Exactly. And if if I may provide another example, is that okay? Absolutely. Uh, I worked with someone recently who was very successful. She was very happy in her marriage. She had a good life. Uh, Her health was starting to suffer, though, and she was a little bit overweight, but it was mostly how she was feeling. There was a lot of anxiety, and long story short, she was in a job that was just, it it was just mentally beating her up and creating more stress in her in her life. And so we worked to be able to shift that, and she ended up leaving that company and starting her own business, and she is so happy. Now, everything, her skin cleared up, uh, she she lost weight, all this, the anxiety symptoms disappeared, and she's just a completely different person. Wow. That's amazing. That, And I think we've all felt the effects of of stress and anxiety and those situations in our lives that tap us out and we you know we don't eat as healthy as we could in those situations we tend to fall into unproductive patterns that don't support our well-being so i love that identifying you know really what is the underlying issue that's causing those unhealthy habits exactly uh, and yeah, and I, I'm no different in the sense that I'm still human, and I have stressful times in my life, and the only difference is that I have tools that allow me to be able to overcome that, and, and that's that's really what it's all about. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having all the answers. It's about knowing where to go to get the answers and having the tools that you need to be able to Move, move through those types of situations. Yes, yes, I completely agree. Well, you know, as entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur, so you experience this, but that, that peak performance 
is necessary in order to meet our revenue goals on a consistent basis. You know, when we're in a low energy state, we still may be able to reach our revenue goals, but if our if that ener- low energy is consistent, then our revenue is eventually going to drop. So what are some of the performance killers that you mention in your book, and how can we change what we're doing to raise our level of performance in business more consistently? Well, I think probably the number one is stress, and we all have it. It's just it's a necessary part of life. Stress motivates you. Uh, you think of bodybuilding, it creates stress on your body, but if you don't create that stress, you don't build muscle. So stress is an important part of life, but you don't want it to overtake your life. So learning to be able to manage manage stress in a healthy way is very, very important, making sure that it's not taking over. So that is a huge performance killer. When you're tapping yourself out on a daily basis, eventually that's going to catch up with you. Things fall through the cracks. Believe me, I've been there. You know, you start to drop the ball on things and spiral downward. So managing stress is very important. And then we could get into food and all the different things in food that can be performance killers. But I would say probably the number one, because it's the most prevalent, is sugar. And having been highly addicted to sugar, I know how how it can impact your life and how difficult it can be to overcome that addiction because it truly is an addiction and it has to be treated as such. So people who try and just stop eating sugar, they go into deprivation, which creates some, it's just like psychological warfare is what I call it. And that can create emotional stress, which affects your, your business as well. Not only that, but the physical aspect of how sugar impacts your body and your mind, it can, it can make you less apt to be able to perform fully on a day-to-day basis. Well, and I can certainly attest to the sugar issues. Um, I've had many times where I've gone without sugar for 30 days, 45 days, and I do great. But it's like as soon as I allow sugar back into my my diet, then it, it's like I can't stay away from it. It's like I crave more and more of it. And then the more sugar I eat, then I break down, I catch a cold, uh, get sick, and there is just a spiral. And I don't think people realize how uh, addicting sugar is. I think there's something something I read that sugar is more addicting than cocaine or heroin. And it's like that's crazy, yet, you know, uh, that's so prevalent in our society. I always laugh looking at uh, some of these uh, women's magazines who, you know, they've got this big headline on there that says, you know, 10 steps to lose 20 pounds in 30 days, and then they've got a big picture of a dessert on the cover. It's like, (laughs) it's so freaking confusing. It's like you're saying one thing and showing another, and uh, those are the kind of mixed messages we get out there and why this information is so important uh, for those of us that are uh, running a business and anybody, as a matter of fact, because, uh, you know, performance is important, whether you run a business or you're an employee or you're caring for a family um, or you just want to live your life and travel. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Nutrition is 
uh, important, wellness is important, all of the things you talk about, creating that healthy balance in life is super duper important. So I love this information that you're sharing. And so as entrepreneurs, we all have challenges. And so what's a recent challenge that you've had in your business that you've had to overcome? Well, I, I think I think I'd like to address the like the sole entrepreneur and what what can happen in those situations and or even even in working for other companies, I've had this happen as well. The I can do it all syndrome, and especially when you are building a business, it's really easy to fall into that when you don't have the financial resources. So it's like if you have time and you don't have the financial resources, you know, it's okay to, to do some of the things more than, than what you normally would. But delegation is hugely important and getting people on your team that are experienced in what it is that you need. So, for example, <clears throat> web design. I actually did web design many years ago, so I'm very adept at it. I could do it all day long if I, if I allowed myself to, but that's not where I make money. That's not what puts food on my table and a roof over my head. So I have to be careful about what I'm spending my time doing and then delegating uh, delegating out tasks that I'm either not good at, that I don't have time for, and that are not bringing, bringing me income. So one of the things, one of the mistakes that I had made in the very beginning is I was taking, I was spending my money on tr- training to teach me how to do things so that I didn't have to hire other people to do them. And that was a, it was a good learning lesson. So I don't want to say it was a waste of my money because it certainly was a good, a good learning lesson for me. But I would have rather have taken that money and spent it on someone who knew what they were doing, who were, who was already trained in that particular field. And and they could have helped me advance advance my business quicker than I was able to do it on my own. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and I agree with that. And you know, when uh, you might be able to do something like uh, you know website, so I know how to update my own website, but I'm not proficient at it. So what might take them 20 minutes to do takes me about three hours to do so it really (laughs) isn't a good use of my time and you know there's many other other things social media some things like that that you know they're not making me money they're part of that but is there someone that is quicker at putting that out there than I so yeah focusing on revenue producing activities uh, that are, like you said, bringing in the money, putting the food on the table, supporting your your livelihood versus avoiding spending money. Because and and it's kind of like a we think of it as spending money instead of investing money in our business. So as entrepreneurs, we have to make that switch from being the consumer to being the business owner who invests in in their business growth. And I think. When I'm coaching clients, especially those that uh, haven't been in business for long periods of time, they still have that consumer mindset when it comes to uh, investing money in their business, and they see it as spending money instead of investing in their growth. So that's wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. It's really important to look at it from an investment standpoint. 
and even from you know from a health standpoint, I mean, what are you worth, right? And, and attaching that to your business, what is your your business worth? Do you want to be here to enjoy the fruits of your labor? What is that worth to you? So it's it's really about uh, about investing and not necessarily spending. Exactly. Well, in those activities and tasks that you might not be so proficient at, it's stressful because you know there's other things that you need to be doing, but you're stuck working on this, you know, a three-hour task that someone could have done in 10 minutes if you just would have invested in your business. So it's not only costing you financially and, and time-wise, it's costing you uh, in, in your wellness in stress levels as well. I know I get stressed out when I do stuff like that, so I just assume not. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm going through a, a pretty decent uh, redesign of my website and moving my Healthy Habits Academy program, my online wellness program, and I could do it, but just the thought of doing it <laughs> immediately stresses me out. So, and that would be negative stress, not a positive stress. So, I am. I just met with some to get a quote on having them move it for me. It just it, it, and immediately, as soon as I could feel a sense of relief, like, ah, oh, for me. Yep, it, it is a relief once you, you know, let go of those activities that aren't serving uh, the growth of your business for you to be doing. And so, Gina, there's a lot of health coaches out there. How do you distinguish yourself from uh, your so-called competitors? Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I also I get confused sometimes with a nutritionist or a registered dietitian, and and so first to, to address the difference between a health coach and a nutritionist or a registered dietitian is that health in health coaching we address all areas of wellness. It's not just about food or about food and physical activity. It's about some of the things I mentioned earlier: your relationships, career, spirituality, your self-esteem. And you know how you live your life from from day to day, your your confidence, all of that creates wellness or or disease in your life. So we address all of those, and we also work on what's called bio individuality. So you've probably heard the term "one man's food is another man's poison." It's just basically saying that what works for me may not work for you, and vice versa. So it's really treating every person as a unique individual and helping them value that self, value that in themselves instead of trying to be like someone else. And I would say what differentiates me between me and other health coaches, I'm very, very well-rounded. I was originally self-taught before I even went to nutrition school. And I've just done a lot of studies in, in various different modalities, Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, kinesiology, acupuncture. I don't do, I don't do acupuncture. I don't, I don't do those things, but I understand the mechanism of action, how they work, and sometimes refer people out uh, to go, to go, to go to an acupuncturist. Uh, naturopathy, I mean, all the different healing modalities, energy medicine, things like that. I've done a lot of studying and have a very well-rounded knowledge uh, of those things that helps me to help my clients. So it's not about me doing everything. Again, we, we spoke about delegation earlier, type of thing. I don't need to do all those things. I don't want to do all those things. I and the person that facilitates that helps people uncover what it is that they do need and then 
helps them find those people that they, the other people that they might need in their life. Great, great. And, you know, the business coach, I do the same. You know, I don't do everything, but knowing the, you know, the how to find those places and discover within the clients what they need so that I can send them in the right direction. Uh, because you can't do everything. You just can't do everything. You can't be everything to your clients uh, then, because that creates overwhelm for you as well. And so I love, I love that. And so what's some advice that you would give other entrepreneurs? Well, back to the discussion about the challenges that I, I had early on in my business would be to make sure that you're not trying to do it all yourself. It's important to be able to trust other people to be the expert and to get people on your team that you can trust to, uh, to, to facilitate building your business. And then from a, a more personal standpoint, making sure that you're balancing your business and your life. If you let, if you let one take over, then the other one's going to suffer. So being able to balance both of those things, your personal life and your business, so that you can be successful in both areas. Yes, I completely agree. And I know you have a special offer for my listeners today. Can you share that with us? Yes, I do. I would love to offer your listeners a special discount on my book, Nutrition for Success. Normally it retails for 32 and so I, I would like to offer it to them for 20 And with that, I would like to offer a free program called Eating on the Go. I know that's a big issue for a lot of people, traveling, even just taking your kids around from, <laughs> from day to day. There's a challenge in how do you eat healthy while you're out and about. So I would like to offer that as a free program. They can go to nutritionforsuccess.com slash book. Again, that's nutritionforsuccess.com slash book to take advantage of that special offer. Perfect, perfect. It's been great having you on the Badass in Business show, Gina. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you, Annette. And Gina's info uh, and link will be in the podcast notes. Remember to share the podcast with other badass business owners. And you can check out my new website at badassinbusinessacademy.com. And, of course, you can always find me at AnnettePiper.com. Remember to spell Piper, P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go out and make it a badass day. Namaste.